Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm fine, Mr. Cook. I'm fine. I appreciate you calling in, man. My goodness. So you just got tired of the fuss, huh? I got tired of it. You know know when it's time, you think, and you're not 100% sure. But I'm ready to try to do nothing for a while, Joe. That's all I want to do, nothing. Hey, I cheer for that. Doing nothing is great. <laughs> no. And we're going to finish. We are. Oh, we're going to finish, finish it with, Joe with Broadway it. Joe from beginning to end. Joe, how are you? Talk to Ron Cook. Hey, Ron, it's Beaver Valley Ron and Joe. Beaver Falls. <laughs> yes, sir, Joe. I'm a Beaver Falls boy and proud of it, just yeah. like you. Got a lot to get to tonight. We have football stuff that we will certainly get to. Uh, some comments made by a certain former uh, Penn State linebacker that we will get to uh, in about 20 minutes, I'm sure. We're going to recap the NFL honors last night, what all happened there, the drama that was created from it. Uh, big Penguins question at the top of the hour. The Pens are in Minnesota tonight. They will face off against a former friend, as well, or really a current friend, but former teammate, uh, one of the greats in franchise history. But have to start by giving an ode to Ron Cook. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, taking you up until the nightly sports call just after 10.30. Uh, Those were the two clips uh, to finish the show yesterday. Uh, Ron got to finish his career here at 93.7 The Fan, and and really finish his media career uh, of roughly 50 years, talking to two of his favorite athletes, uh, one of them the greatest Pittsburgh Steeler to ever play, and the other one one of the best uh, football players ever from Western Pennsylvania, one of the most influential figures in pro football history, and a Beaver Falls boy just like Ron. 
That was Joe Namath. So he got a send-off from Joe Green and Joe Namath in back-to-back minutes. Uh, I got to see it play out in real time, which was pretty cool. And kudos to the entire crew on that show all week long. I know it's been a a bit of musical chairs at producer uh, for the last month or so for Cook and Joe. Uh, But the entire week, uh, both whoever was producing – uh, yesterday, in that case, it was Austin Bechtold, who you might hear on the morning show a couple of times a week as well. And also, so much credit uh, that should go Joe Starkey's way for how this final week went here on the fan for Ron Cook, because it truly could not have gone any better. Um, I know that Joe was brainstorming uh, a lot of the guests that he could have uh, give Ron a send-off as the, the week went on. I know he brainstormed a lot before the week. I know that he had people here help him uh, with that trust and to figure out who they could get to really give Ron the the proper goodbye and the proper good luck wishes. And Monday's show was phenomenal. They had people left and right calling in, uh, Ben Roethlisberger being one of them. Uh, yesterday's show... I think took the cake though. Uh, in the matter of minutes, they went from uh, their guy Folsey, Matt Cole, their former producer. He called in uh, to do one more wheel of ball segment with Ron, and then back to back minutes, they get two other Beaver Falls guys, two other local guys, uh, legendary college basketball coach John Calipari, and then they get uh, Tito Francona right after that one of the great managers in Major League Baseball history. And then you heard it there, the the send-off to uh, the Florida Sunset for Ron was Joe Green and Joe Namath. And it was really cool. I was just standing in the booth to my left, the producer's booth, uh, separating myself from the studio. I was standing in there uh, as Austin was frantically trying to call Joe Namath because – uh, old Broadway Joe, he kind of just gave them a vague time uh, of around 1.30, uh, and he missed a couple of phone calls. Uh, Joe Green, his status was literally up in the air because he was flying out to Vegas as the final show for Ron was coming to an end yesterday afternoon. So watching that play out in real time, and I, I could absolutely relate to where Austin was coming from as a producer. He was going to feel a like a failure if things didn't work out and absolutely sweating up a storm on the inside, hoping and hoping that these guys would call in. Uh, and it was really cool that they did. Uh, and they gave Ron their flowers. And again, it could not have been a better send-off for Ron Cook this week. Uh, calling it a career after nearly 50 years on the air, uh, in your newspaper, uh, he was – a legend in Pittsburgh sports media. Uh, one of the fan originals when this station started uh, almost 14 years ago. I remember listening to Ron when the station started, and that was half of my life ago. I'm 28 years old right now. I was listening to Ron in the the early days of 93.7 The Fan, and I was a freshman in high school. And you, you remember some of those big moments. It went from 
uh, the time that Ron spent with Vinny Ricci, who who also called in yesterday to uh, give his well wishes to Ron, his uh, early co-host here on The Fan. Ron also worked for years with Andrew Filipponi, who I work with very closely now. And then uh, Ron and Joe got to give a very, very somber uh, goodbye to each other on the air yesterday, which was was a really cool scene. I'll, I'll play back that final uh, 10 minutes or so uh, once we hit the, the 10 o'clock hour. So if you're out and about tonight doing uh, whatever on this Friday night, you can hear that back at the 10 o'clock hour or use the rewind function on the Odyssey app. You can go back to about 1.30 yesterday afternoon. It works up to 72 hours now on that app, but really a cool send-off because once the show ended, uh, Ron certainly emotional, which I, I can't blame him. I mean, I would be emotional if I was leaving this place tomorrow and I've been here for uh, under five years and in a full, full-time spot under three years. So Ron, noticeably emotional. He's getting handshakes. He's getting hugs. Uh, a bunch of people in this studio, uh, you know, wishing him the best. Everybody out in the hallway uh, clapping for Ron as he's about to leave. I, I was I was happy. I made it a point yesterday morning to come in a little bit early, and I wanted to catch Ron during one of the early breaks of their show, probably around 1030 or 1045, uh, just to pop in here for a few minutes uh, shake his hand, wish him well. Uh, I, I told him, uh, from the experience of my parents, now they, uh, went down there to work as well, but I, I told him there's a lot worse things you could be doing than spending the rest of your days, uh, sitting on the beach. So hard to beat that whenever he's down in Fort Myers, Florida. And I, I think he'll be on his way down there, uh, tomorrow or Sunday. I know he intends to be watching the Super Bowl in his new place Sunday evening. But I, I was glad I was able to come in here and have that one-on-one -on -one little chat with Ron. Uh, and uh, I didn't work with Ron a whole lot. Uh, I, I worked with him on a Thanksgiving morning shift uh, a couple of years ago. This would have been November of 2021 uh, before I had taken the, the full-time role with the PM team. Uh, in December of that year. So Ron and I worked together on Thanksgiving morning before the NFL game started. Uh, we also worked together on a Saturday or two uh, during COVID because that was a time when uh, we had some full-time hosts going uh, six days out of the week. And everybody hears the stories about Ron. They think that he's uh, this rough and gruff guy, but uh, deep down you could definitely tell uh, there were a lot of teddy bear tendencies with him uh he was a good guy to work with easy guy to work with uh and again it was wild for me because here I am working with this guy sharing the hallways with this guy that uh, I had listened to when I was a freshman in high school and I certainly had an interest in the media field I mean I, I took the the journalism classes and, and things of that nature in high school uh, but it was listening to guys like Ron and guys like Joe Starkey and, and Chris and Pony and the 
the the whole uh, roster of guys here at the fan in the early days. And I'm really glad that this final week went so perfectly for him because he is somebody who has absolutely deserved it. Uh, you know, fun gets poked sometimes. You know, some of the things that that Ron says, you know, he or about his baseball Hall of Fame ballot or the fact that he voted for Jason White to win the Heisman in 2003 and not Larry Fitzgerald. And I got to be honest, I hope that something I either say or put on paper has as much impact on people as that. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Little thing right there. Uh, I heard Joe bring that up the other day about what what pieces, what columns, uh, what radio segments, whatever. What did he feel was the most impactful, whether it's a positive or negative light on Ron's career? He brought up the Larry Fitzgerald Heisman year because so many people, and obviously Pitt fans, will never let him hear the end of it. And I think Ron is justified in his vote. Now, do you agree with it? No. Does he look dumber for how things played out in those guys' careers? Sure. People love to argue that. You could disagree with Ron all you wanted, but you had to respect the guy. Because for 50 years, he was one of the the OGs, really, in this region, in this area, in this market. He was somebody that people knew. And one of the few that 
would be critical of athletes and wouldn't be afraid to face them the very next day. Like cases where he would write a scathing column about somebody. He's in their face the next day with a recorder talking to those guys. And I think that's why so many of those uh, former athletes and a lot of them ending up in places like the Hall of Fame have so much respect for Ron. So kudos to Ron. Happy trails to Ron uh, on an illustrious career both here at 93.7 The Fan, uh, at the Post-Gazette, Pittsburgh Press, everything that Ron did, uh, he was a true pro at. And, I mean, I, I could only wish as somebody so early, so young in this career that I even have half of a career that Ron Cook had because it is certainly no easy task to even meet that at 50%. So I hope Ron enjoys uh, the rest of his days down in Florida. Uh, certainly a lot worse things he could be doing than sitting by the beach for a few hours every day, popping back a couple of cold ones. And I know that that first one, that first one that he opens up on the early evening part of Sunday he gets into his place. He's a little bit settled. That first one he pops open is going to be maybe his best. I mean, we talk about like what beer, the beer rankings, retirement beer, that first retirement beer, that has to be number one. That has to be number one because Ron made it. Ron got through a business that, Chews a lot of people up and spits a lot of people out. Ron got to end things on his own terms. That's admirable in itself. And something else that I admire about Ron and something that I'm I'm not going to experience for several years is how good of a father he is. He has admitted, and I, I thought it was really nice yesterday, I know when he brought it up to Joe, he said, you know, I, I could be considered a, a crappy husband. Maybe sometimes I'm not the best friend, but I'm a hell of a dad. And I fully believe that. The love that he has for his daughter, Taylor, is remarkable. It's unmatched. Like, he would truly do anything and everything that is the best for his daughter. So if Ron, if you didn't think he was a great radio host, if you didn't think he was a great writer, you, you can't take away how great of a dad the guy, the guy is. And I think he would happily take being a great dad over being great at anything else. So thank you to Ron. Good luck, Ron. Happy trails to you. Safe travels as well down to Florida, and enjoy it, man. Congratulations on a fantastic career. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Coming up, 
You can join the conversation at that same number as well, 412-928-9370. Any Ron Cook memories? Thoughts of Ron? We will welcome your calls, 412-928-9370. Want to touch on the NFL honors coming up as well. And also something that one of the league's top defensive players just said about T.J. Watt. We'll get into that coming up next. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm not a sore loser. Uh, you know, uh, I thought it should went to Miles, if not me. I, and I said that publicly, um, you know, it, and it's just simple as that. Miles, yeah. you, you look at the Titans game alone. And no offense, but uh, TJ played the Titans. Did you see two tight ends following TJ Watt? Did you see, like, they're following him all across the line? Did, like, people could say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, the film does not lie. Like, his presence is way more dominant than T.J. Watt, and that's just the reality of it. So if you had to rank five guys in the NFL in terms of who gets to the quarterback the best, you know, and what you guys do, how, how would you kind of rank them then, yeah, one through five? I, I think I'm probably the best pure speed pass rusher, but if you're going off defensive ends, like, or, like, run and everything, mm-hmm. you can label that. But you're talking about pure pass rusher. I would say if you look at my win rate and my I was the best one this year, so it would be me. And I would say Miles and I would say Max and I would say Nick Bosa. And then I would say uh not TJ. I mean, look at the stats. Like the like that's one thing, like the stats don't lie. He was not top. I think he might have been fifth or sixth. Alex Highsmith, I think, had a better pass rush rate and a more double team rate than TJ Watt, if you really want to be statistically. Like, it, like this isn't my stuff. Like, I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Like, look at the stats. Like, so the, the only thing I'm just going to say about this is I, I just know when you say something like this, what the reaction is going to be. People are going to think that you and TJ Watt have some beef and stuff like that when you get the Cowboys and the Steelers nah, fan bases all intertwined. There's no beef with you and TJ Watt. There's no beef at all. I was just – I. One thing I hate about the NFL community and NBA community, we just hate when someone else wins. Like we, like when I lost to TJ, I did not go in and say I got snubbed. I just said I'm going to go to work. When I lost to Nick Bosa the year after that, I did not say I got snubbed. I just said I'm going to work. You know when, like, the biggest mistake in people is that the saying that someone is not deserving. How, who are you to say someone's not deserving of an award of that magnitude? Juicy stuff. Juicy stuff that came down within the last 45 minutes. Uh, and that's from Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio. So credit to him out in Vegas to get that. We know Micah Parsons is somebody who is absolutely not afraid to speak his mind. But man, how about some of that stuff to add some flames to the T.J. Watt fire. T.J. Watt did not attend the NFL honor ceremony last night. Some discussion about that on the airwaves today because he knew he wasn't going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award that went to Miles Garrett. And we'll look at the side-by-side of stats in just a few moments. Uh, However, he was not there for Cam Hayward, who did win uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which was a really, really cool moment. And there's certainly 
uh, nobody better to represent the Pittsburgh Steelers than Cam Hayward. He's been one of the most stand-up individuals, let alone athletes, in this city uh, for the last decade. Uh, you think of guys that represent their teams for the last 10 years that are still currently playing. Sidney Crosby, certainly. I mean, he's been one for 20 years now, uh, the all-time example. Andrew McCutcheon, Cam Hayward. I mean, we got a pretty good three in Pittsburgh that you can uh, give that accolade to. Maybe he and Hayward had a conversation beforehand about T.J. Watt not being there. Maybe Cam Hayward really doesn't mind that one of his running mates wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know what conversations those guys have. I don't want to make a big theory of it because maybe those guys had a one-on-one behind closed doors whether Watt would be attending the ceremony or not. Uh, Najee Harris, also a winner. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of an award last night, he won the Angry Runs Award. Uh, Lamar Jackson, your winner of the MVP. Christian McCaffrey won the Offensive Player of the Year. C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, your Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Years, uh, both from the Houston Texans. Uh, The Browns cleaned up. Kevin Stefanski won the Coach of the Year, his second. Uh, The Comeback Player of the Year, uh, that might have been the most controversial from a national landscape. That was the only time last night where I was truly stunned. 
I mean, credit to Cowboy Joe Flacco for being an old man, having to get off his couch, stop picking up his little kids in a minivan, and slinging the football for 300-plus yards for the last month or so of the season. I got no idea how the guy actually beat DeMar Hamlin when it came to that award. He also got far fewer first-place votes. It was a very odd uh, mix whenever you looked at the voting. Flacco got about half of the first-place votes, but he had at least enough mixed with so many second-place votes that he won the award. So it was almost like the voters... If they weren't voting for DeMar Hamlin, they really weren't voting for him at all when it came to that. And that's how Flacco won. And credit to Joe Flacco himself for being the first guy to come out and say, like, I didn't deserve this award. I didn't deserve this accolade. I mean, I got off my couch. Another guy had to come back from a near-death experience. And the guy played this year. Uh, And then we get to Miles Garrett. He won the Defensive Player of the Year award uh, in what seemed to be uh, just a league-wide effort for Garrett to uh, finally get this notch on his belt. T.J. Watt had already won it. And there are a couple of seasons you can point to and think maybe Watt could have won again. Uh, Aaron Donald mixed in the last few years. He has won the award multiple times. But it escaped Miles Garrett for the first seven years of his career. And it really did seem like an odd league-wide effort. A league-wide push of the agenda, if you will, for Miles Garrett to win this thing. I mean, you would see it just on social media and the NFL's tweets. Uh, like, Miles Garrett would have a game where maybe he had one sack, which he didn't really do so in the last month and a half of of the season. He was pretty much invisible. But, hey, we got to keep pushing. So they would just put out, like, a picture of Miles Garrett flexing, and, you know, he's a muscular man. And it would say, is Miles Garrett your defensive player of the year? So you kind of just had to live with it as a Steeler fan. Like, you knew it was coming. It was inevitable. Like, that's the point where I was at. Do I think TJ Watt's the better player? Absolutely. Across the board. I mean, I don't buy into the fact that a guy almost got things done being a better player. And I know there are people that have played the game, haven't played the game, that have thoughts on both sides. We just heard what Micah Parsons said about it. Basically calling T.J. Watt a crybaby and calling him a sore loser for not being at the honors show last night, being upset that he didn't win the Defensive Player of the Year award whenever he had five more sacks, 14 more pressures. We know that they love that stat in the analytics world. Uh, Six more QB hits. 12 more hurries, or six more hurries, two more tackles for loss, 26 more tackles, uh, 15 more solo tackles, one more interception, 
seven more forced fumbles or fumble recoveries, uh, eight passes defended. He also had a touchdown that came against the Browns. But, hey, the guy can't be mad about it. I get it. The way you look at it, if he should have been there for Cam Hayward, I understand that side of things. I don't mind him being pissed off going into last night knowing he wasn't going to win the award. We know how things always leak about these things, and players uh, really want to block the things out and act like they don't know ahead of time if they're going to win something. It's very rarely a true surprise. The only thing last night where I think it was a true surprise for a player was probably Joe Flacco. He probably went into last night thinking, I have no earthly shot of winning this Comeback Player of the Year award. And he ends up winning it. This wasn't the case. We we knew for a long time this season that Miles Garrett was going to win. And yeah, the guy went pretty much invisible down the last half of the season. I mean, start at the week where teams were playing during Thanksgiving. Zero sacks, two tackles. Zero sacks, zero tackles. Zero sacks, one tackle. Zero sacks, three tackles. Same thing the next week. Same thing in the the playoff game against Houston. Zero sacks, three tackles. He also had two penalties in that game. I know that that did not factor into the voting. He did have one sack, though, and three tackles against the Jets in Week 17. Now, maybe Micah Parsons is just standing united with him on this front because he himself went a little bit invisible down that back half of the season. Not quite as bad as Mr. Garrett. But after Thanksgiving, we only saw two and a half sacks from Micah Parsons. More tackles. A couple of tackles for loss mixed in there. But no interceptions. No forced fumbles. No fumble recoveries. He was quiet, and he himself was invisible in the playoff game, even maybe more so than Garrett. But I kind of like when this stuff happens at the same time. I heard something Adam Crowley said this morning, and welcome back to him as well, and best wishes to his wife and the the two little ones at home, including the, the new addition. I don't like when players are just best friends with each other. I feel like we don't see that as much today as we saw 20 years ago. I remember as a kid, whether you love them or hate them, I loved whenever the Steelers were playing somebody and Joey Porter Sr. would be in some dude's face before the game. Or we would see like the Steelers linebacking core. Farrier, Porter. Harrison, Hagens, they're all in the mix. Larry Foote. They're getting in somebody's business. We got stuff going on at midfield. These guys weren't all buddy-buddy. I mean, I understand 
Maybe these guys were from the same place, same hometown, same high school. Maybe they went to college together and played. I don't mind the the jersey exchanges after a game. I like seeing guys more vicious before games. And already, people are going to circle on their calendars. Even before the game is out, they're going to circle if they have a sheet of who the Steelers are playing next year. They're going to see the Dallas Cowboys are coming to town. And not that you normally need more tickets to be sold for a game like that because the Cowboys only come to Pittsburgh every four years or every eight years. We don't see it all that often. That's always a hot ticket. This just made it a little bit hotter. So maybe a little thank you to Mr. Parsons for that. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at South Hills Kia. Coming up next, taking a trip at the end of this month, there's a food challenge that I don't know if I should try. I want to. I don't know how good it would be for my well-being. I want to spend a minute on that coming up next. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, Donnie Football with you tonight until the nightly sports call at 10.30. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Five simulcast on KDKA plus 412-928-9370. We just got done talking about everything that happened at the NFL Honors Ceremony last night. And now Micah Parsons, the former Penn State linebacker and multi-time All-Pro with the Cowboys throwing some flames, throwing some gas on the the flames uh, of the T.J. Watt fire. Uh, He said that T.J. Watt, not a top five edge rusher in the game of football, but he just ends up leading the league in sacks year after year after year. So I guess it's kind of tough to crack that top five if you can't be any better than what you already are. 412-928-9370 if you want to join the conversation. We've got the JR in Washington. There we JR, go. you're on the fan. What's up? It's about time. Hey, why has no one expressed the fact that Miles Garrett led the league in offsides penalties? Huh. That's a good one, too. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, that's the negative aspect of his position. You know, if, if uh, T.J. Watt wanted to go at it, he could jump line any time, boom, 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 15 penalties in a year. How many more sacks would he have? 24? That's dirty play on Miles Garrett. It was, it was given to him. It was given to him. T.J. Watt, T.J., if you're listening, bro, you earned it. You know, it is what it is. 
JR, thanks for the call. I mean, I I, I agree with you. Um, I, I I think that there was a a push for Miles Garrett to win this thing. I don't think there's any hiding that. I mean, you can you can look at the the analytic numbers all you want, the Pro Football Focus numbers. I get that. I'm not saying that Miles Garrett is a bad player. He is among the league's best. I just think in this case, he was not the best defensive player in football this year. He just wasn't to me. You have a guy that leads the league in sacks, uh, a constant disruptor. His team is, what, 1-11 or something without him? Like a hilariously bad record whenever T.J. Watt is not on the field. I'm not saying like he's the only good defensive player in football and all the other guys suck. It just seemed to me, like go back if you have the time. I mean, I know it'd be a lot of tweets to sift through. There just seemed like a a way more clear push for Garrett, more than anybody. I mean, it could have been any other player that you throw out there. Micah Parsons, Trey Hendrickson, Max Crosby. It just seemed like we saw a lot more Miles Garrett content from like the official NFL social media pages than we saw for any other player. A little bit bizarre to me. But, you know, he got his award, and now everything's clean as we go into next season. I mean, both of these guys, Watt and Garrett and Parsons, if you want to throw him in as well, these are three guys that are really forging Hall of Fame careers all in their own right. So you can't take that away from them when it's all said and done. I mean, Darrell Rivas never won a Defensive Player of the Year award, although he was somebody so scary out on the end, they named it the island. We never heard that term before Darrell Rivas. And it was a little bit easier for opposing offenses to completely ignore his presence on the field. Just don't throw it to that side of things. 412-928-9370 if you want to join in on the conversation. Taking a trip. Maybe I'll see Ron Cook at the end of this month, heading down to Florida. I'll be a couple of hours away from him, I believe. Uh, I will be in Tampa for a few days at the end of this month and into the month of March, maybe catch a Pirates spring training game, which uh, we'll be able to chat about that a little bit with Jason Mackey just after 9 o'clock. But something that my girlfriend saw the other day on TikTok a place in Tampa Bay called the Hampton Chocolate Factory. Uh, I got Matty Ice Harkins uh, behind the glass with me tonight. Matt, are you an ice cream guy? I am, yes. Okay. I, I ask I ask Joel a lot of questions on the weekends. I love Joel. I love working with him. We often don't jive on on liking the same things, really besides sports. It's... It uh, sometimes create creates shorter conversations than I would like to have. Uh, have you been to Tampa? I have, yes. Have you ever heard of this place? It's relatively new, I guess. Like, this is a place that uh, 
based on what I've seen in my short research, like they prospered after the pandemic. Like it's two like younger guys who started this place up. The Hampton Chocolate Factory. I have not. It's been a while. I was in Tampa in 2015. Was the last time I was. Okay, there. so I I haven't I haven't been to the state of Florida in 20 years. I went when I was eight years old on a family vacation to uh to Disney. So it's been a minute for me as well. But the the kicker with this place, Matt, is they have an ice cream challenge that is a five pound ice cream challenge. It's in a like. Double-barreled waffle cone, like one waffle cone inside the other. I guess they line the waffle cone with, like, vanilla or chocolate, like whatever you're choosing is. And I've seen the the videos of them making this cone. It legit takes concentration for these guys to do it. Like, they stack the thing up. I'll have you pull up a picture during the break. They stack the thing up, like, two feet high. And it looks like thick ice cream. But it is, a, it is five pounds of ice cream. I haven't been able to find if there is an official time limit on it. I imagine there has to be something. Like, I don't know if it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I saw a video of a, a guy who looks like a competitive eater. Uh, he ate the thing in like three minutes. They gave him 10 minutes to do it. I don't know if that was just his own, like, challenge for himself. But I was trying to find if there was any official time limit. Did you pull up a picture of it in there? I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, just look up Hampton Chocolate Factory five-pound swirl ice cream or something. And whether you get it here or get it during the break, it is a monstrosity. Like, I, It's something I, I want to do in my mind, 